boozy with. See what the brands is. So. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. And your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Just like Carver. Or just like every Hawkeye. You wanna be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. Like the the chorus of that song just you know like the the three fiancés makes no sense in the same realm of Tyler Russell, but there's probably a lot of ex-Hawkeyes that have three fiancés, but. I'm saying that just the fact that everyone's going through the same thing right now, so and even he is dealing with the same shit right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone is kind of in the same boat. Everybody wants that redemption. Everyone's coming back. Except, well, except for two question marks. Two question marks. The camera still might come back. We haven't heard yet. And he's, I mean, he's probably pretty hurt about his loss. And then, and then I'm sure he'll come around and he's like, my God, I had that in the bank. I can, I can do this. You know, and Marinelli, he was in that same boat. And by God, we know how tight they are, you know. And we know how, actually, they're all so tight. Like, like this song says, they're all, like, everybody, that's, the camaraderie here is unbelievable. They're going to be back. Yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, Caleb Young, that to me is like a no brainer. Like, he, I don't think he has. It, it, well, it also depends, you know, because Caleb Young is also, is, he's, is he married or engaged to brands? Oh, I don't, I didn't even know it was that far. I thought, I don't know. I, just, oh, um, I thought they were. Maybe so. I, I don't know. They, I think that they might be engaged. Um, and when you think about it like that, you know, like, and same with kind of, I mean, I guess Marinelli would be in the same boat because he is married, but it's, it's one of those things where you have to start when you have a when when you're you're already creating a family. Yeah. So you have to obviously think about those next steps, you know, and so you have to have that in your mind. Granted, at this level, um, especially like when you're. Uh, well, with Kimmer, I, I feel like if he if he moved on, it would be more of a a, a world's thing or an Olympic thing well, that he's he wants to try out. And actually, that's what I was just thinking. Like, how many of them are actually doing the Olympic trials coming up? You know what I'm saying? Like that that could be a big uh, big thing, like a big tell. You know? Yeah. If they're not doing trials, they're probably coming back. Yeah. Well, even so, if you do. Well, if you do trials, you can still come back. Sure, right? you can. Sure, yes, you can. But, but most people want to finish that. I mean, unless you're elite, like a. I, I'm trying to think of the reasons not to come back for like a, a Kemmer or a Young. Young, I can understand. Actually, um, I can understand Kemmer more. Well, as far as getting to the next level, yeah, honestly, yeah, he's he's hitting sure. that age. And, and I'm thinking Young is like, is like thinking family. Sure. You know? Yeah. 
I yeah, for me, like I would, I would more likely in my mind, I could more um, expect the idea that Kemmer wouldn't come back just because he wants to get on and move on to the, that next level while he's still at an age where he can and be fierce, you know? Sure, yeah, and that totally. Um, I don't think any nobody would hold any resentment towards Kemmer. Any of them? Yeah, yeah. They've done so much for the program. Thank I mean, God, when you think about it, like Kemmer sitting out a year. We had a Lugo that sat out a year just to come back and and solidify the team. We had Ironman come in and and do what he's done yeah and we've had you know spencer lee helped us get a DeSanto and basically build what we needed built and every one of those guys plays a huge fucking role yeah and it's like well so i'm sure most of you if you at least if you listen to this podcast there's no way you haven't listened to the dan gable interview it was awesome and yeah we'll probably and if you haven't you gotta. We'll probably talk a little bit about it a little bit later on. But, we definitely will. But, but you sit there and, and when you're listening, Gable talk, and he's explaining like it, it was leading by example, but then it wasn't just like doing the right things. It was being successful, and that's infectious. And I feel like that that has just been a snowball effect of Spencer Lee being in the program. I have like three favorite parts of the whole thing. Let's just get it. Come on. So. Like the, my very, like the very beginning part is Joe Rogan. So, okay, we're talking about yeah, Gable. yeah, okay. we're going into it. So Joe Rogan lays down a, a thing. I, you know, he goes on a little bit of a. Um, yeah, hold on. First off, though, if you guys have not listened to the Joe Rogan and yeah, sign off now. Yeah, watch, listen yeah. to it and then come back. To exactly, us. exactly. Don't don't go. Well, don't let us ruin it for you yeah, right now. Spoil alert it. Yeah. So, anyways, Joe Rogan starts out basically saying that wrestling is like one of the the elite um, sports when it comes to fucking making going that extra mile in a practice room, cutting that weight, all the discipline involved. I mean, he's a jujitsu guy, right? So he knows martial arts in general, but he acknowledges that wrestling is well, shit. Yeah, and he says he, he, he says, sorry guys, we so if we seem a little like whispery, it's because my wife is sleeping directly above us because we had to change our studio. So uh, we're we're trying to tiptoe here because she's real pregnant. <laughs> and um but but yeah so Joe Rogan acknowledges that um it wasn't until he started you know really like being around MMA and the UFC sport and he said there was just something special about these guys that would come in with a wrestling background they knew the grind they knew they knew the the determination and the dedication it took to uh to, to be elite and he says and you know he, he he makes references in there about how oh yeah it used to be bad he had a guy that knew some karate and and that could win you something but then these guys come the these uh uh wrestlers with you know train you know with the wrestling background training to be fighters and they just it, there was something special about them and 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 actually, the best thing in the whole thing what is like throughout the whole thing. Joe Rogan let Dan the Man tell his stories. Yeah, 
he let him go and and he would put in a couple little and he would redirect some ideas which he did perfect i think he did perfect yep. as an interviewer yep. um and to be honest dan gable is the most amazing storyteller well it, i mean it, it, it's phenomenal it's amazing that there hasn't been like a multiple award-winning movie that's came well like, there like, is like, one now well there's he's so well, there, at the very end they yeah, talk about the contract yeah, that he just signed page contract that he has yeah he doesn't know exactly what's all until <laughs> like he doesn't know how to read contracts so yeah, yeah. and which who does you know especially when it's 30 fucking who reads every word anyways but dan probably will eventually but uh yeah now especially after i talk with joe rogan's like maybe i should go back well, and revisit you know it. damn well that behind the scenes joe's like i got a guy for you you know we'll set you up with somebody that will look over this for you because it's pretty obvious in that interview too that we and we didn't ever knew this um joe and him have talked many a times yeah you know he like because joe made reference to other stories that were told by him in previous times you know not maybe not necessarily face to face or in an interview process but like uh you know in in passing by or like a book or something like that yeah yeah and he uh there's so much rich material there that i mean just the story he told alone of his sister there could be a movie in itself there so much emotion it's it's uh it it was just i i mean i i i had to drive to chicago this morning so it it worked out perfectly it made it lasted me the entire trip and I, I I broke I started crying at two different points during the podcast just because of the type of guy that he was. I mean, do they even like? Are people even built that way anymore? Oh, I'm sure, I, but I, to an extent, maybe. But well, think of this. His experiences so. that just led him to greatness. Think of this, though. This is like really one of the first real national platforms where he's been able to be, be out there and tell his whole story. Yeah. Without this story being told. Like him, we might find out in another 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess Joe Rogan kind of, and if you had, if you, well, first off, you have to break down the talking time between Dan and Joe in that podcast. What do you think? Gable had two hours and 45 minutes of that that whole conversation yep um so that was and and actually so the parts that i remember most are the parts where joe jumped in and and had a little bit of a redirection spiel whatever that he kind of wanted to make um known in the podcast um so that was one of my favorites was when he talked about how great wrestling is in general and how how much more work is involved than any other sport and yeah then towards the end, he also talked about how college kids and, and amateur sports in general through the Olympics and everything like that is basically getting fucked, you know? There's a lot of money being made by these big conglomerate, um, you know, um, CBS or whoever's sponsoring it, whoever's, like, airing it, making billions, and no nobody's... I mean, every wrestler that, like, is an Olympian... Well, they get paid like maybe five thousand bucks to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of funny because Gable had a completely different perspective on it. Because you know he's he's been one of those guys where things have just um, 
opportunity has just came up and because of what he was able to accomplish the thing is 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 even if he's one out of a million yeah yeah that's the thing how many countries compete in the olympics and how many of those guys don't do jack shit you know what i mean but they 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 trained to be the best in their nation and well part of the conversation was and they'll never be remembered by anybody well part of the conversation was in the u.s they're remembered least about any other country like there's a lot of communist countries that you win the olympics you're going to get paid a million dollars by the government yeah like russia yeah like like iran like china yeah you know yeah yeah and the thing is if the, the the level of expectation in the united states for sports in general is so high that even if you you have to be a gold medalist to truly make a memorable name to where you'll be remembered outside the sport you know um guys like burrows uh and gable and brands and kill sanderson those are those are names that will last forever you know in the wrestling community not even just in the wrestling community i think in the sports community because of what they were able to achieve at the highest level but then you look at guys like a a dennis or or a zadik or um, all these Olympians that made it, but they didn't do anything at the world level. Nobody outside of the wrestling community is going to know who Zadik is. Nobody outside of the wrestling is going to know Dennis. Nobody outside of the wrestling community will barely know who Dake is. You know what I mean? Unless he goes out and he wins a gold medal this year. But, I mean, he's going to have to go through Burroughs, and that in itself would make a name for yourself. Yeah. So, it, it, It's almost saddening when you hear the the end of it i mean actually kind of the whole thing there was moments of just sadness you know just moments of like well first off wouldn't we wouldn't you hear about dan gable's you know sister and then you hear about his his parents like he thought they were always going to get divorced or leave or whatever he was the only thing that kept them together you know and then you think about and then you know, um, then later on, it was like he went to Iowa and had like no money. They gave him thirteen thousand dollar contract. Yeah. You know, and he had a kid on the way or something like they that. He was twenty seven years and, old, and yeah. he, he had to go back to his dad and ask for more money well, after he just landed the contract. He didn't take it. Well, no, no, no. It was it was his, a savings plan. It was his money. Yeah, it was a savings he had plan. Two hundred fifty thousand. But that's still money that away. his dad saved up for. I know, and that's awesome because. You know, he goes through this whole story about how he had amazing parents, but there was obviously constant tension in that household and constant drinking. Um, and but but they it, it's like even with all the struggles that that family went through, they never lost sight of like what truly mattered. You know what I mean? Um, they, they were proud, like they were proud of their of both of their kids. I mean, I mean, from the way Gable tells the story, you could tell they were proud parents, and yeah. uh, and how could you not be? I mean, like sure. overachieving, hardworking sob sounds like sounds like the daughter was like an amazing um, girl in herself. Like yeah. there was remorse of the the killer later on before he um, eventually passed away. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, man, and, and you can tell. It's it's stuff like that. It's like, and then and then of course Dan talks about his one loss. You know, uh, between the high school and collegiate level is is one loss. Are the, you know, he will never forget. 
and it only made him better. Yeah. You know, and it's between, like, when you look at the devastation that guy had, uh, you know, his sister being killed, that one loss where he, he basically, you know... <laughs> He didn't. He didn't say it, but you can assume that he basically was so um, in himself. Like at the, you know, he literally he was overconfident. He was so in himself, he forgot everything else. Well, he that, forgot that, a family it, thing. It, it, he forgot all he, the. He explains that yeah. you know, he had that interview right before his match. It yeah. was the first time in his since he can remember of not getting that forty-five minutes of warm-up. Yeah. Um, and he said. It, it, I, I loved because he was it was such a mental thing to him that he wouldn't even realize if he was tired until the match would end because yep. he would just be that much in in the zone and then he talked about then too later on uh, they were going to win the 10th straight Big Ten championship yeah, and he, he lost that one and he felt like it was just one like over and over again he, he was second place to something yep. you know you know he could have stopped his sister's murder he could have he could have won uh his fourth national championship he could have won his 10th big 10 championship as a coach and every time it's it was another reminder hey keep back get back on track fucking keep your head in the game you gotta stay sharp you gotta and that is that is part of life there's always going to be adversity and there's always going to be something that like you didn't expect and that you didn't you know you didn't really you can't plan for you really can't yeah. There's always and, something. And going back to his loss with Larry Owens, um, you know, he said that, you know, he that was like a sling, like a slingshot for the next level for him. Sure. And uh, it, it, it's funny because it, you think about it, and it's the first time in Gable's career ever where he wasn't the guy with the target on his back. And he, he talks about how Larry Knowing wasn't able to handle that moment. You know, it's like he almost wished he hadn't won because now all of a sudden he's the guy with target on his back and now Gable is going after someone. You know what I mean? So it's a completely, it's it's an awesome redemption story. And, and you know what's crazy though? When you look at it, it's not, sure, he has, he's like one of the best. The the best. I don't give a fuck about Kale. He is the best. The best ever. Yeah. And and then when you know that a guy's been through all that, and then you look at like are you know, everyone most of you that listen right now are have wrestled and you've maybe lost I mean, most everybody's lost their last match of their career. Yeah. You know? Unless you you, 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 you ended on top. Yeah. yeah. And and so everybody can relate. Everybody has that scenario. Granted, his are, you know, deep. His his stung deep, deep cuts yeah. in in mental and physical and, you know, but that, that, everybody it can relate to everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like even you know, there's great wrestlers and multiple state champions, and you can go back through their their high school career, and you can probably find five, six, seven losses. You know what I mean? And when you're dealing with five, six, seven losses, like he, he, there's enough of them there to where I, I mean they, I'm sure every you remember every one of them, but just to have that one, just that one match that just lingers in the back of your head, like it's different, you know, for guys like us who lost many, yeah, fifty some <laughs> matches in their career, yeah, too many, yeah, 
And and you know when you think about that, it's like God. If I just if I stress out about all my losses, I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and then so you just forget about them. And, and it's funny because we we've talked about this. Some of our my favorite wrestlers are the ones that didn't weren't quite the best. You know, they're yeah. the ones that like I felt like could have been, should have been, maybe maybe cut short, make like. It would have been amazing that, like, my I, I don't know how many times I've mentioned Chad Zappel. You know, I don't, the, there's like a lot of those guys, and Joe Johnson, a lot of those guys that, yeah, they're good, real good, but there is so much more there. Yeah. Those are my favorites because, and, and, and not only are they my favorites because of that, it's my favorites because sometimes they're the under, like they're the ones that weren't expected to do that much you know what i'm saying like dan gable he talks about a lot of times where he wasn't always the guy that like he, he never had the credentials you know like when he went first went to iowa state he never felt like he really had that credential to like get people working uh in the big you know like before practices and stuff yep. like that and eventually people followed yep. and and when they saw the and results. then he said he says the same thing about when he went on to coaching like he never really coached before but then um Colonel yeah. meyer ended up giving him the full reins almost two weeks yeah. in and he had the he got the right recruits and, in and and he started seeing in the the former guys that were there started seeing the success of these freshmen and breaking it, the lineup and, and it amazes me that like a guy of his caliber of his amount of confidence self-confidence which he has to have in order to be what he was you know still has out those yeah. anxiety feelings like he never felt ready he never like the reason why he brings that up is it's obvious he never really truly knew if he was to that pivotal point yeah you know yeah. and and it, that's he's such a relatable motherfucker. I, yeah. Dan Gable is a man, he, he, and then I feel like he felt like a responsibility to try to make every one of his wrestlers as as successful as he was. And it it is, drove him crazy that he couldn't control that. To me, I, I mean, to an extent, he could. Yeah, because you can give all your guys the tools he needs to to be that way. Yeah, but, he he talked about like people would shove him, and he'd fall over a bike, and you know there'd be people that like tried throwing punches at him and stuff like that he talked about it and we've all been there we've all been in practice where i got heated and there'd be a punch thrown or you know like i i think you even told the story on here when you took too long in the fountain i freaked out on you like i mean we've all been in like but that's when you're when you're in a mode you know and in the and then you you're expecting everybody to do be on the same page and do what you're doing or whatever you know and you're it's it's like nothing stands in your way, right? He, he's just a guy's guy. Like everything he said in this, the full three hours, to me, I it, I felt like it related to anybody. Yeah. You know, not not just wrestling, any sport, any anything. You know? Yeah, a career, anything. And it's great that he's still at this age. Um, and, you know, he's still doing everything. He's still working out. He's Seven still, days a week. Seven motherfuckers days a week i barely get seven minutes a week you know especially during covid <laughs> yeah i am a fat fuck yeah. and he's out there with two fake hips running me yeah you don't have to wear a mask in gyms anymore but it's still my excuse and then and then and then he's like oh uh, it i'm in i'm in such an envious mode of him looking back at it like he made his own beer he's he's got his own nutritional um 
you know, drink and stuff. Like, and then he's still pushing what he believes every time when it comes to wrestling and and the political atmosphere of wrestling that comes with it. You know, it's just he's a phenomenal guy. Yeah, he's amazing, man. He's amazing, one of a kind. There and you know, and that's the thing. He's he literally is one of a kind. But when you hear him talk and when you hear him do these things and you hear what what he came up with and you everybody relates still. Yeah. Like there's no way they should. There's no way he should. He he he's on a fucking pedestal, uh, you know, nearly touching the heavens, you know, and he fucking he's still a relatable motherfucker. Yeah. It's amazing to me, right? Yep. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that three hours and it gave me all the feels. Well, for, I it was I was in moments where I yeah I could have cried. I don't cry. I could have cried. I don't know. I don't. And uh, I was driving and I was supposed to make stops at customers. Didn't I? Didn't I wanted to keep driving and listening. You know, there's mo- those moments and there's moments where I'm like, I if anybody stops me right now, I'm gonna punch them in the fucking face. You know, like I wanted to fight somebody. You know, there's moments like fucking awesome interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing guy and uh grateful grateful that that is the like oh will always like don't get me wrong i love tom and terry brands like love them but gable will always be the face of hawkeye wrestling and you know what and, and, and tom and terry would probably be the first guys to be like fuck yeah he is we would be nothing without him any any moment right now, any one of those motherfuckers that wrestled for him, any one of them would do anything for him. He's he was a father figure. He really was. And from you know, when I compare it to a Kale Sanderson, let's say, who in their I mean, okay, we're not in that. We don't know what the Nittany Lion thing is doing. We don't know how they're feeling. We've never heard him like you sure. know talk of his wrestlers this way, you know, but. In in my mind, I he's more of a just a face. Dan Gable's a man. Yeah, yeah. Through and through, he's a father figure. He's he like every, he would show up at midnight and make sure that you know like uh, Rico Chipperelli and, and Penrith and Royce were out of there and you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then Royce and... And then they would hide out back and be like, oh, it's yeah. close to midnight. He's going to be showing up. Like, yeah, exactly yeah. like a father figure would be. Like, it's like, I, I remember growing up, and uh, it would be, like, close to bedtime, and my dad would be like, eh, you motherfuckers, go to bed, yelling from downstairs, and I'd be upstairs, like, playing with my Legos, and blah, blah. And then I hear him come up the stairs, and I hurry up and just, like, throw the Legos in front of the door, so he stubs his toe and forgets about, you know, beating my ass, you know? Like, <laughs> that's what I think of, you know, when they're hiding out back, you know, like, I, I did that same shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, well... I used to play a lot of Halo. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I remember, uh, you know, it, it was a battle to get me to do homework over being the best at Halo. And uh, I would have to, I would have a textbook in my lap and the controller <laughs> under yeah. the textbook. And I would have the remote right next to me. And I would, you know, every single night. I'd hear my dad come stomping down the <laughs> stairs, and he'd throw the door open, yeah. and then I would, uh, as soon as I heard the stomping, I'd turn, I'd turn the, the the TV off, and I would just stare at my textbook, and he'd open the door. He's like, T- 
Teha, teha. That's a tough one. Yeah. Though. You go, good, good job. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And yeah. I start playing again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and that's that's what he was. He was a father figure. And then and you know, we've talked about many a times. Wrestlers are the most, you know. You know, they probably didn't even, a lot of them probably didn't even have a real father figure other than the ones that were drunk and come beat their ass at night, you know? Yeah. He was the real one, you know? Fucking, just, yeah. I mean, it explains a lot. It really does. Understood his guys and just knew what made him tick and, yeah. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine doing this podcast without talking about that, by the way. Like, yeah. No, we had to. Yeah, we had to. That's what, I, I think that's why I wanted to do one tonight. Was that's the only reason. Then, then, yeah. Well, yeah. Our, our last podcast, so I was pretty... Uh, I was smoked. Well, we were smoked. And I sent out a tweet. <laughs> Did you read that tweet? Uh-huh. Well, don't, I mean, you can't really. Uh, it was just like words that didn't make sense. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, we did one, and it was... Uh, I just wanted to get through it. I was really disappointed with the finals. Um when you watch four Penn State guys win national yeah. titles, and yeah, that's rough. Yeah, and two they beat two Hawkeyes to do it. Um, just wanted to get through it. Oh, I and, did and read a fucking thing, and I hope it wasn't flow. I don't even remember where I read it, but it it was basically that Kale out coached Iowa. Oh, of course he did because he got second place. So yeah, of course he out coached Iowa. Something ridiculous. Wow, Jesus. Yeah. Why don't you just go? Maybe suck you should focus his on the dick. whole team and not four guys. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's it's uh, it's a joke. It really and, is. And, an, and another thing, like if we if Cameron and, and Young, if they do come back next year, and we bring that entire lineup back, I mean, even with underperforming at nationals. But we did perform at nationals. Sure, sure, but but the fact that we underperformed expectations, our expectations, our well, in seeding expectations, we had m- most of them. Three finalists and or yeah, three finalists: Marinelli and then Mirren. Mm-hmm. All so half the lineup didn't meet expectations. I mean, it depends because Mirren got in there with a twelfth seed. So yeah, yeah. What do you, uh, it depends what you're basing it off of. I'm basing I'm basing it off. Of, I would say uh, our points is where I expected us. I did not expect Penn State points to be that high. And I think Iowa still at a certain like it, there 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 could have been two or three matches that they would have went a different way that we could have been competing for breaking records mm-hmm. yeah we talked about it yeah. yeah and that's the thing like i, the, I really thought the, we had an outside shot at beating the record not for overall points i didn't think we had a shot at that one that's gonna be a doozy I, but I thought I, we had an outside shot at beating the difference between first and second place which because what do we win by a 35 or think maybe something like that I mean, which is a decent amount. Yeah. The record is 70, guys. I mean, there's been many nationals where it's within 10 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty handedly that we won, even though you wouldn't see that in a flow wrestling or a, any other forum, it seems like. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We obviously have the most well-rounded team 
and it's not even close. Not, not even, even close. Not even close. Like we would have absolutely. We 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 you, did shit the bed the very last day, even and if, we still won by thirty five points. Even if even if you give, uh, in a duel, the the Kimmer match and the Ironman match to Penn State in a duel like that, we still we dominate that. We would we, it would still be domination. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. I mean it, the the media the the the, the flow wrestling media. flow wrestling is gonna ruin the sport of wrestling yeah. the way that they're charging the way that they're you know yeah they're they're like buying all the, up all the you know basically free um kind of you know ways of following the sport and starting to charge for it like my that I mean, kills track, every high schooler. Track wrestling's always had a subscription to to get like the good tracking of everything, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like you can't. I I, I will be shocked if you'll be able to pull up live results and on decks yep. for free on track in the future. Yep, and and all the and and really, once again, what Flo's doing too is they should be a proponent of wrestling in general. Yep. They're not. They're not. They're all. They all they want to do is is grab whatever most subscriptions they can get when it comes to, like they know when you basically put Iowa and eighty percent of the other school, you know, wrestling fans outside of Iowa fans hate Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you can post something that's uh you know gonna talk negative about Iowa, yep. they want to read it. Yep. They want to. They want to know what to hold on to when it comes to an argument or whatever. Just sure. like anything else, yep. it's ridiculous. Yep. They they want to divide. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put the tar- put the target on our back. Yeah. Love it. Good luck buying us cunt bags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, the only way you'd buy us is with like a case of BV, and that's not happening. No. You, know? you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. You can't afford a full <laughs> case of BV. <laughs> So the the next thing we want to talk about, uh, talking about no respect given to Iowa, Spencer Lee has to share the Dan Hodge with Gable Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at the voting, look at the criteria. Well, look at the voting. Sure, the voting we're always going to win. Yeah, true. The voting we're always going to win. But if you look at the criteria involved, I believe it's... And I I mean, I wish I had this pulled up, but, you know, that's us. We don't... (laughs) Stats aren't a thing. But um, basically, we won in most every criteria as far as bonus points. Most, you know, the highest uh, percentage of tech falls slash falls. Um, We... I mean, I, I don't know a stat. I don't know what stat he won. Maybe maybe like total pins. Probably he probably won that one. Who Penn State? Gable Stevenson. Oh, Gable Stevenson. Did how many how many uh, how many pins no, did he, he have? I I'm sure he had. We had a lot of tech falls. Sure. I'm sure he had that one. Okay. But even still, that's the only one I can think of. And so then now I'm thinking, all right. So what if <laughs> if we're not going by stats? What is it? Is it is it based on the? Hold on, let me finish this. It's like, is it is it based on then like the guy that like 
is the fan base well no that's obviously not it as you mentioned because he had a lot more fan votes spencer lee did okay and so then all right are you basing it off of just popularity like as far as a guy that um had to overachieve something or something hmm. did gable did gable have a torn acl and still won the national title hmm. yeah so what the fuck are you you know like i don't understand there's nothing there yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing it's not like oh nothing against i'm gable. okay no, i'm okay no, with nothing against gable stevenson like if spencer leap wasn't a wasn't a thing like he e- would have e- it hands down easily the yeah. highest trophy winner agreed but, but he's not. Yeah, Spencer's yeah. there. Are you de- are you only determining it off the your nationals performance? And even then, I don't. Well, yeah, yeah. And it would have been one thing if it would have been named like, like, uh, der- like if the decision, you know, hey, if if you know, if it's one of those things where if Spencer Lee wins, um, he's the Hodge Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? If it would have been like pre decided. based off who won or lost before Spencer Lee comes out and tells everybody he did on no ACLs. Like, but the fact that that knowledge was there, everybody knew it, and they still decided to share it. Tell me this. Like, first off, to have the criteria there, the, the criteria there for the Dan Hodge is there because it's rules. It's just like playing a fucking Monopoly game, right? And then all of a sudden the rules change game to game. You know, uh, or or if you're playing um, euchre, and all of a sudden, oh, you know what though? I haven't won the last like two games, so I feel like in order to benefit me, uh, we should allow sets worth triple now. You know, something like that. I I, I just don't understand how you can just change whatever m- criteria you supposedly had. Yeah. In order to benefit somebody. Yeah. And then, and then, if if you're not changing real criteria, right? If you're going off of like an emotional thing or something like that, then even then, Spencer Lee wins. I don't get it. Yeah. You I, cannot. You can't do this. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That sure, it sucks for him. Sure, it does. But you know how many other people it sucks for when they, you know, should have won a national. Like, what if Spencer Lee didn't win a national title? Got second. Do you still give him a national title because he had a torn ACL right before? <laughs> you know, like no, you don't do that. Weird. Yeah. 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 It's. I I I don't understand um, how they got there. It's a participation ribbon. That's today's society. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling NCAA wrestling's gone woke. Way to go! Way to go, uh, Gable Stevenson. You're you're one one of that <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah 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 and that's and if there's one sport that should never concede to that type never of should and I wish that was brought up in the damn game Dan would tell you exactly how he well yeah in wrestling specifically with a wrestling thing like that yes he would tell well you. and here's the thing like if it if it wasn't for Spencer Lee being a Hodge Trophy winner last year, do you think they just give it to him right out? I think they would. I think it was the fact that they didn't want to repeat the same person two years in a row. They needed another name in there. That has happened before. 
that has been the scenario where oh well it's like the Heisman the Heisman although how many times did Kale win the Hodge win it I would have to imagine twice but I'm not 100% sure okay not 100% sure but like when you look at the Heisman like even yeah no even the Heisman they don't do that man like there's been there's been I've never heard of a Heisman being shared just because they need they want to give it to somebody you know like I've heard of it you know because there's different positions there so the stats don't exactly match up you know so they so can finagle that one a little easier Kale uh, was a three-time Hodge Trophy winner. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you can't argue it. No. No, I wouldn't argue that. But... I wouldn't have an argument I can't, against it. I can't wait for Spencer to be a three-time. So, who who won it? Spencer Lee. Who was the Hodge Trophy winner uh, at least freshman year? That is a good question. I would... Uh, I could take guesses, but... I don't know. You got the pewter up. Okay. You just looked up uh, yeah. how many times yeah, Kale won it. Right. I was hoping you would know, though, so oh, I didn't have yeah. to type anything. I would uh Oh, Zane, Zane Rutherford. Rutherford. He, or no, 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 no. So no, he it, was it, a year before. Yeah, it was Bo, Zane Rutherford got Bo it two Nichol. times in a row, and then Bo, Bo Nickel. Yeah. Yep. yep, that makes sense. Yep, and now uh, now Spencer Lee, he's going for three. But Kale's never had a three-time Hodge Trophy winner. Gable's about to. <laughs> well, I knock on wood right now. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Uh, that, that one just blows my mind. Well, while we're at the computer, let's look up if there's ever been a shared Dan Hodge Trophy winner. I don't know how to... Oh. Just uh, say that. Here I can see. I can see the full list Dan here. Uh, Two thousand one. Kale Sanderson shared it with Nick Ackerman. Ooh, Nick Ackerman, D- Division three. He went to Simpson, where I wrestled. Yeah. Yep, and it started in nineteen ninety five. So it's it's yeah, it's the only that one actually makes a lot of sense. Only other one. Oh. He, he had no legs. I mean, Oh, I remember Ackerman. Yeah. 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 Did he wrestle at Simpson? Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We we had a there was a poster hung up at Carroll. Yeah, he graduated the year before I went, and he still came up in the room, and fucking tilted me and cradled me like seventeen times. It was neat. Was he just stronger than oh, fuck? Uh, I bet. He, he was his his shoulders were like as big as mine. Actually, maybe even I mean he was big. And he wrestled like. One. He wrestled one. One sixty-five, maybe. One seventy-four. Seventy-four. Yeah, it was ridiculous how big and tough he was. So, so wait, was he was supposed to be like six-five, but he didn't have legs. You know, I mean, it was like did, knee, did kneecaps. He, did he wrestle at the NCAA's then? No, Division three. And he was still yeah a Hodge Trophy winner. That's amazing. Yeah, well deserved. That motherfucker, and he, he's he's the nicest guy in the world too. It's got to be the only person of debate. Yeah, it's the only yeah, person. Yeah, a arrogance, but he was, oh. you know, when I met him. Only, only, yeah, he'd be the only wrestler then of a, uh, that wasn't a D1 to win the Hodge Trophy. That's, that's pretty damn I think sweet. he's still up in like, uh, uh, decor or somewhere up, up north, northern Iowa, and he's like making prostheses for like, um, well, 
a lot of athletic prostheses and stuff. So it's real sweet. He's he's sticking with it. That that's another thing. Those have to be the guys, the guys that you know will benefit the sport over and over again later. You know, I mean, if if we're not gonna use criteria, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, anyways, uh, I feel like Spencer Lee, sure, he won it still good. He deserves it. I'm still saying saying a little bit in the back of my mind he got fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, to share it, like, it's like an asterisk type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know why. Why? Why it's an asterisk or why, why? Why does he have to share it? It's his. Yep. He deserved every bit of it. Yep. Yep. I mean, Gable wasn't dealing with a fraction of the adversity that he was facing yeah. in, at, um, in, during nationals. You know, like it, it wasn't that he tore it like in semifinals. He wrestled the entire way through the tournament that way, and it was almost. And he, Almost unnoticeable. And he won. It, it, not even that. He said he tore it in the first 30 seconds of the Big Ten Finals. He he won the Big Tens on it. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. So won the Big Tens and then cleans house and he shares a Hodge trophy. I can't even. Like, I can't even. Like, I stub my toe and I'm out for three weeks. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I. So I had my fair share of injuries from the I wrestled. I was worthless, <laughs> you know. It sucked, like because that's all you think about. All you think about is a scenario like, "Fuck, how do I protect this one ailment?" You know, how do I protect my my thumb, my shoulder? How do I protect my knee? How do I protect? You know. And you have to change your style. You have to change that motherfucker. He didn't change anything. He did not. Yeah, and it's that did, shows, and, and I compare this to like Royce Gracie, like I remember he did the MMA thing, and we talked about this. On, did we talk about it on the podcast? I don't think so. But it was he. I remember him being in a match, and he fucking did not tap out. Oh, he broke his arm. And yeah. Broke his arm, and he still did not tap out. And then yep. he's in there fighting, throwing punches with a broken fucking arm. You know what kind of mental aptitude that takes? What kind of mental strength? What kind of just fortitude you need to just push forward and not give up. Yeah. Re fucking ridiculous. Well, I we don't talked understand, but we I talked about it. Did, did we have did we have our podcast back when Morningstar did his? And he still ended up getting what fourth we definitely or have talked about it. No, yeah. he 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 got seventh. But, seventh, but yeah. it, it was crazy because and then he wrestled knew- Olympic trials then too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, ridiculous. And when it comes here's the thing. Spencer Lee has so many different, like he's so technical and can score from so many different positions. Yeah, that it's completely different when when a Morning Star is wrestling without an ACL. Because, yeah, because he only had one shot. Yeah. he only needed that one shot. He, he, he had that snatch, yeah. and then he'd hang on yeah. and hang on, and he and, would eventually. And, and he depended on that knee to finish. Where you fucking like? I can't even. I, I, every one of you, just like you have to imagine that. You have to imagine a, a scenario where you're basically wrestling with a fucking like broken leg. Yeah. How? Yeah, I mean, and then and then not to reward him a Dan Hodge afterwards, even though he fulfilled every criteria. Yep. Go it, fuck yourself. It's just a. It's. I mean, it's a. 
it's it's all mental at that point. And did you watch that interview with that doctor that broke down? Yeah, Spencer yeah. Lee? yeah. And he didn't even know wrestling, and he was like, "This is the most amazing sports scenario I've ever seen in my life on a doctor aspect." Yeah, and and he said, and he he he, he stopped talking so much about the knee and started talking more about the brain. Oh fuck yeah! And saying saying your your brain is processing things differently yeah. if you're able to work through that and it, it it's amazing i mean it it goes back to like what makes guys legends you know what i mean it's what made it's what that's what made gable a yeah. legend like i it's it's legendary 100 yeah. percent. like all I think of is like uh, you, you know everybody has these stories and you know, I hear like it maybe even family you know like there's these stories they get embolished you know and and you know you've heard them so many times and like the next time like uh, you hear another aspect and you're like oh that too wow you know like that's added on a little yeah. bit you know there's there's no need to add on to this story <laughs> yeah what do you add on to it <laughs> yeah uh, just like Dan Gable there's you. I, you can't even fathom that anything else to add on that would add that much more amazement. Think about it. it was prior to Spencer Lee being a national champion, our last one would have been Corey Clark, right? Correct. Look at look at that. Yeah. Look at the two last national champions that we had. They were they were facing crazy shit. And like, you know who builds that mental toughness yeah 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 iowa it's one of those i mean well and you hear the story about terry with his shoulder went back when he got his bronze you know i mean he they that's the greats for you that's what makes them great and you know what's funny is we don't know how great they really are until they're done like we never heard about terry brand's shoulder until after his bronze and yeah then you hear <clears throat> We never heard about, you know, I mean, I I mean, I did, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't even know Dan Gable's real story, you know? Um, right now, we never heard about Spencer Lee's uh, until afterwards. We never heard about Corey Clark's until yeah. afterwards. And as a fan, and, that can be super frustrating because as a season goat, I mean, I mean, from, from the aspect of... of when when it ha like because there is so many examples in the last McDonough. Fi fifteen years yeah and you know something's wrong mm -hmm. you just don't know what it is and well, you, you you can you can speculate based off watching match as, after match as much as we've watched Iowa wrestling you just have to assume any time now and it's it all that does is reiterate that now you know? yeah yeah ridiculous yeah we got a. This is still a special team. It'll go down in the books for sure. Yeah, it'll. It, depending on if Kimmer comes back, and Kimmer, please come back. We love you, man. We we love you. Like it, it, it's one of those things. Like like we said, we would never hold it with everything that kid's done for the program. No Iowa fan would hold anything against him if he didn't come back. Nobody would hold anything against Caleb Young. They put their time in. They they've given us so much to be proud about, so much to be excited about. But you know, come back, man. We we want you. Like 
these are those moments when in team because I, I even without Cameron Young, I'm 100% confident we are going to be the outright favorite to win it all again next year, and to to be able to see Kimmer be a national champion and to see Caleb Young be a three-time All-American, those you'll never get those days back. They deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it, and uh, and. It, we we want to see you. We want to be a part of it. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we live through you guys. No, yeah. you know what I mean. We live. It's a good chance they're not listening, but if just in case, but yeah, if any but of you see them walking the streets, tell them Gavin. Tell them, yeah, really we, want, we you want them back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they don't want to come back, give them a hug and pat him on the butt and say thanks for your service yeah. <laughs> yeah. next year will be interesting and you know because here's the thing like we said all the year you know as far as we have everybody back let's say right Penn State has another year of recruiting sure and and they've done good in recruiting unfortunately still and, yeah. and well, a lot of it they're well, going to keep doing good a lot of it is I mean it hurt us only having, you know, the one national champ. Sure, but and, and they had. But we can like complete redemption story because we can bring everyone back and we can just keep building. Sure, build. Yeah, it can be turned around. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. We have good recruits sitting in the hopper. Yes, we do. We do. We don't have the the. We don't have enough of them to fulfill. Like it, it say COVID never happened, and this was everyone's last year. Um, we wouldn't have the horses to maybe be national champions, but there's enough of them in the hopper to where we're going to be dangerous. And so, if you, it by bringing these guys back, it just gives you that extra year of recruiting, that extra year of 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 finding the right guys to fill those weight classes. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be solid next year. We're gonna be solid the year after, even. It's um, yeah. We just well, I got a question. Keep it going. Does that mean Spencer Lee technically can get another year, or is it only if you were a senior? Only what? Well, I mean, no, yeah, he has. He, so he could be a five. Time national champion? No, he can't. We just looked it up, and that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I got wrapped up into. Well, he, so technically, he actually could have been if he he was never considered for the Hodge Trophy um, his freshman or sophomore year. So technically, if uh, you know, if he would have been a do- as dominant as he is now. He could have been a five-time Hodge Trophy winner if ever, if the well, if you were ever, talking about national champ. Sure, sure. So I think that's where I got kind of confused because the 2020 season they they still rewarded because um, was I was still rewarded in national oh because he got a Dan Hodge Trophy even though he didn't win a national championship. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. So that's where I got confused, but uh, yeah, I. Anything else you want to talk about, Gap? I think that wraps it up. I mean, season's over. Season is over. 
Good news is that we get to go to Kinnick Stadium here pretty soon. Yes. We'll watch some practices. Thank freaking God. Yeah. They're allowing all. Right? Right. I, is it full capacity? I think so. Well, I don't know about the season, but uh, me and Kier, me and Kier's They're allowing fans, which would I would assume means, I mean, where do they cut it off? They do... 50% then? I mean, law schools yeah, are doing 50% already. For, for for practice, they're not going to have to worry about it. Um, so they won't even probably evaluate it until later because yeah. because of spring practice, you know, yeah. max 10,000, 15,000 are showing up. Yeah, I think Biden says we're going to be fully vaccinated by then. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. That that first open practice, I think it's the 17th or 18th or 19th, maybe. I'll be in Colorado, but no, they're, gonna, they're having another one on May 1st. I don't I watch practices. Be. Practices. Oh, come on. Practices. How fun is it going to be? Like I, Practice? I, well, the fact that we can go to baseball games this year. Sure. Well, that's not practice. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, it's like if it's the University of Iowa, you're definitely... You're definitely gonna have to wear a mask. You're entire like even. Sitting- I, I wonder if the. I wonder if all this will be more strict on drinking booze well, and sports. Well, I mean, technically, the only re- way you can have your mask off, off is if you're drinking. It's either that, or we're gonna get like twelve foot long hot dogs and slowly you, you can just order eat a, hot you dogs. Can order a pop. You just go to the bathroom, sneak the booze in. We've yep. done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Bob calls us out every time. Every time. Anybody like other than Bob kicks us out every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob just tells us to be careful. Bob, you better be back, you motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out for six months, and then we had COVID. I haven't been there for 18 months, boys. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I'm good to go. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You are. This joke's on them. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, it was a joke was on them already. I'm like, guys, I don't watch basketball. Six months, whoopty fucking do. Wrestling season's like 120, I don't know. what. It, actually, yeah, probably 180 days at least. Mm-hmm. Actually, way more than that. Yeah, until you're maybe... Like 200 to, days. Until you're going to maybe wrestle off. Yeah. Yeah. Douche. That guy. <laughs> Carver security. Well, well, now, now, if like, evidently, I have six tickets ready for me next year, since I never got reimbursed. You never got reimbursed. No, I never asked either. Did they just? Did they tell you they're just gonna push it to next year? They never told me shit. I just assume. So, but we can bounce around spot to spot. They'll never know. Yeah. Like, especially, especially if we have to have a mask on next year. Yeah. You're not even gonna. We're gonna be ninjas. They, this body's pretty recognizable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like half ginger fat ass, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go Hawks, guys, and uh, we'll be back if there's something to talk about. There will be something, I'm sure. Yeah. It gives us a reason to drink and to check out the new studio. That's that's right. It's, it's nice. You like it better than the old one? Not as tight as it was. I don't like being quiet. Well. True. 
but that shouldn't happen every time. All right, we're out of here. Go Hawks. <laughs>